Hey, thanks for taking a listen to My Millennial Money. My name is Glenn James. I'm the host of this podcast and I have some exciting news. The name of this podcast has changed to This Is Money. If you want to stay up to date with our most recent episodes, then search for This Is Money wherever you're listening to this podcast. Our focus stays the same. We want to help you live the life you want on your own terms. So subscribe to This Is Money for more episodes. But for now, enjoy the episode. Had a house which could have been a great investment, but didn't set up an emergency fund and got flushed by a rapid succession of large expenses. Ended up selling to avoid significant financial stress. That was Michael from the Facebook group. And he feels for his age that he is behind when it comes to his financial situation. We're spending a heap of time in this episode talking about what to do if you feel behind. If you are hearing my voice right now, you've got over a 60% chance that you feel behind financially. My name's Glenn James. I'm joined by John Pigeon today from My Millennial Property. This right here is My Millennial Money. John Pigeon, My Millennial Property. Hey, when we think about life as a pie chart, what do you think some of the big categories are that we've all got to deal with, you know, you know, health and family and all that stuff. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think health has got to be number one for me anyway. I think occupation slash finances is right up there for people's priorities. Family and slash friends, if you want to include them in one basket, is, is extremely important. Um, and I think just generally hobbies, what are we doing outside of all of that in our life? Uh, they're probably the main ones. What do, what do you think? Yeah, I, I'm probably thinking, you know, health, finances, relationships, and then hobbies. You may want to do emotional health, maybe. Mental health probably should be in health, but I think there's a a case there for your emotional or if you're a spiritual person, your spiritual health and all that side of things. But I think I wanted to open with that to say that unless you're the chosen one, you're not going to be a 10 out of 10 in every category all at once. Life ebbs and flows. And I think it's just important to call out that, you know, if you're feeling behind financially, well, you could be absolutely crushing it in the health category, in the relationships category, in the hobbies category. So it's just important to step back and have some perspective around the categories in our life. Yeah, totally agree. I think it's it comes back to, I think, two words, happiness and contentment, doesn't it? Uh, am I happy? Mm. Am I content where I'm at? And, and obviously, we'll delve into this a little bit more as, uh, as the show rolls. But yeah, the, you mentioned the, the pie chart and am I a 10 out of 10 in all areas and it's impossible to be that. And, and I totally agree. It's, it's being aware of that is the key, isn't it? If we're a three out of 10 and we don't realize it, or we've just got this discontent, we've got to acknowledge that first. But I, I think, yeah, appreciating it, make it nice and level. So for those who had just woken up and didn't know that there was a life pie chart that existed, would you probably say like, we might not be able to be a 10 out of 10 at all times on every category, but like if we're a, a three out of 10 with our hobbies, you know, you could get a hobby and, and start to do that. If you're well aware of these components in life, you know, the health, the money, the finances and all that stuff, maybe over time your new floor could be a seven out of 10. So when it does ebb and flow, it's not flowing down to a, a zero hobby. It's like, oh, I'm in a real tight situation in my life time-wise. 
I can't go kayaking once a week like I used to. It's, you know, once every second month now because, you know, we've got the newborn and all that stuff. But it's not a, you know, you're at a new kind of baseline. Yeah, yeah I think you're continually raising the bar, but that also brings with it some issues as well, which we want to delve into. And, and I think being business owners, I think we're all guilty of being nines, nines and a half out of 10 to grow our business. So there might be per- certain aspects of our life where we need to focus on a certain area, family and friends. We might be putting a heavy focus on having a child and bringing a new person into the world and, and helping them out. So that might be a, an eight or a nine by necessity, but s- some other things might drop off. So, and that's okay, but appreciating it at the time and being content with it is is probably the key, isn't it? Yeah. So everyone just while you're driving along, you know, take your hands off the wheel and go sit in the back seat and grab a pen and paper. Or if you're at home, maybe get out your notes app or a pen and paper, or just mentally do this if you obviously can't. Health, finances, relationships, and then hobbies slash recreation. We'll just leave those four categories. How would you rate your health out of 10? How would you rate your finances out of 10? How would you rate your relationships out of 10? And how would you rate your recreational uh, downtime out of 10? And the reason I want to just camp on this exercise before we get into the money portion is because I honestly believe life, it's pretty equal. So one person might be a, a two out of 10 because of their health and that's out of their control, but they might have all the money in the world. But if you've got a health condition that's out of your control, all the money in the world doesn't really matter to a point. Like we know that once you get up over that 100 grand of annual income, you're comfortable or if you've got insurance and all that. But if you're really struggling, I just want to get better. (laughs) Don't worry about the money, you know what I mean? So, or otherwise, like someone like myself, you know, money's not my problem, but on a relative scale, I don't have kids yet. So that family portion is a zero at the moment for me. So all that to say, you can't compare yourself to anyone else. You just can't because it's very futile. And more so in this episode with the financial part, just to call out that we do know there are financial situations that we end up in that are out of our control. So if we talk about you dug your own hole full of debt and you knew you were doing it, well, I'll be a bit cheeky, but if you're starting from zero because there was a natural disaster or something horrendous happened to you that was out of your control, well, obviously we're going to have grace when we are talking about this stuff. But in the Facebook group, John, I asked the question, do you currently feel behind when it comes to your life stage slash age and financial situation? So I kind of put, yeah, life stage and age because, you know, we've got different ages that listen. We've got 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s that listen to this podcast and even some teenagers. And I said, if yeah, why? If no, why not? Now the poll, 61% of people, and I think it was over 2,000, yeah, 2,400 people, 61% of people said that they feel behind for their age. It's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's funny. I was thinking it's actually so much though that it is the majority, which actually means everyone's basically on track. Yeah, we're all going well. Because, <laughs> yeah, like 26% that they said they feel on track. 
and 13% said that they feel ahead for their age. So yeah, 61% of you feel behind. Well, it's probably a part of welcome to life in Australia. It's bloody expensive and it sucks. (laughs) Yeah, and I think it's... It really reads to that compared to what piece, doesn't it? It's like, well, what am I comparing it to? Am I comparing it to the previous generation in my family? Am I comparing it to my brother or my sister? Am I comparing it to my friends? Am I comparing it to the Facebook group that I hear people's good stories, but we don't hear the reality? Yeah, one thing I want to call out as well, when I was a financial advisor, I had a lot of friends of friends come in and see me and and whatnot. And, And we've all seen it like, you see people that maybe just started their careers and just got a, a house, for example, which is awesome. And the reality is you might compare yourself like, oh, they're 21 and how can they afford a house? Well, there's two sides of that. There's a story that we'll read in a moment where someone has saved their butt off since they were in their teens and got a deposit and just full on focus mode. But the other side of the story, a lot of these people that I saw that were doing big stuff with their money that they wouldn't otherwise be able to do was because of gifts and inheritances. And they didn't necessarily tell their circle of friends when they put the Instagram post up, oh, we've got our first home. Yeah, but your parents gave you a guarantee. And I'm not saying it's bad or, but yeah, you got an inheritance. So that's the, the futility or the futileness or whatever you want to call it with that comparison thing. You could be comparing yourself to a reference point that isn't a true economy that you're referring yourself to yeah, or comparing yourself to. That's right. And then the whole goals and dreams and hopes, we see something out there in front of us. It's like, oh, if that person's done it, so can I. Irrespective Mm. of where they came from and how they did it and what their skill set was and whatever the case. So now I've got a new bar that I've raised my aims and goals to. That's putting pressure on myself and, and I do that survey and all of a sudden I don't feel as though I'm where I need to be just because I've set my goals higher. Yeah. So the only person that you should compare yourself to is the you of yesterday because that's the only true reference you've got. Like yesterday I had credit card debt. Well, that's now paid off. I'm a million times better than yesterday. Or yesterday I didn't have a hobby. Well, today I do. Awesome. And that's what, like in my life, I've just really compared to compare myself to how far I've come. Yeah, that's right. Under the circumstances that I've got. Yeah, it's it's your version of, of life, isn't it? And and having an AGM on your in your life every year, obviously, because it's annual, um, <laughs> gives you a perspective on that. You can say, well, where was I last year in, in my pie chart of life? How was I rating my family and friends and relationship 12 months ago? How was my finances 12 months ago? What was I worth, right, if that's how you want to rate it? So I think you're, you're spot on. It's really just a comparison of self. So we'll get into my six tips to catch up, and that's a bit of tongue-in-cheek, uh, but, you know, it's all about the uh, clickbait, etc. But what I want to do, John, let's read a heap of these. We might just read them in order. Uh, we'll just say their first names. They'll comment under the poll in the Facebook group because this will really help us set the scene uh, and just involve you, the community, a little bit more in this episode. Clara said, and these are just random, I feel like I'm ahead. Then I hear stories of our older family members paying off their homes around my age. And that's kind of just goes to what I was saying. Like we don't know what the um, the situation could have been for um, their older family members 
I know times have changed. I think perception plays a large part because as a society we are in what feels like a different world. I feel ahead for this day and age. I'm 29 living on property with a reasonable mortgage, two healthy kids, and we own our own business that survived COVID. That's a win in my eyes. So yeah, so Clara, under the circumstances, you know, you look up and look at others and you think, oh crap, I'm behind, but you do a a bit of an autopsy on your last couple of years. We survived COVID, we had our own business. That's such a win in our eyes. And, you know, you've got a, a young family that are healthy. You've got, you know, you're under 30, you've got a property. I think, you know, you are ahead. Yeah. And I think Clara's gone both ways, hasn't she? She's compared family members that are maybe more successful than her and she's compared those that didn't survive COVID with their business and maybe don't have two healthy kids. So it's you meet somewhere in the middle and just say, well, yeah, I'm actually quite content with where I'm at. Taryn, my husband and I plan to have our home paid out by the age of 35. We were so determined when we bought our first home at the age of 21. Now we are 36 and 37 and have sold that home and have a slightly smaller mortgage, but feel like we're getting nowhere with it. So yes, I feel way behind for where I set my goals all those years ago. So yeah. That's an interesting one, that one. And I didn't, I just kind of scrubbed over these. So I'm kind of reading these with you in real time, John. That's an interesting one about setting your own expectations. And are you disappointed because I set my goal so high and I didn't achieve. That's why I'm not heaps big on goals. <laughs> that's why I'm that's why I'm not heaps big on even having business partners because I don't <laughs> want to let them down. I'd just rather let myself down. <laughs> I think um yeah, it it's it is dangerous having goals in a way, isn't it? Like you set them too high and then you become deflated because you're so far from achieving it that you, you just actually go backwards. It's almost like the whole weight loss thing. I, I go and lose 20 kilos in four days and then I end up, it happened that quickly and it was such a whirlwind that I go and put 25 back on. Uh, it just, I, I think... In, in saying that with Taryn, like she wanted to pay her mortgage off in 15 years when the bank said 30, right? So there's a lot of pressure there to, to basically make double repayments in a year or in a time frame of their lives where they're still young, they want to do things, they, they want to explore the world potentially. So yeah, maybe the goal was too high in, in that sense, but who am I to say? Yeah, I want to just maybe as a bonus point before we get onto our uh, little list, maybe you need to work out in the psychology landscape how you operate yourself. So I personally don't set goals. I set directions Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's actually, and I do that in my business as well and it annoys my team so much because sometimes it's hard to quantify markers on the road to Mm. my direction, which are AKA goals. But the way I operate, I just know if I'm clear on the direction I'm heading, that's how Glenn operates. It's like, so an example could be, I won't set a target, save $10,000 in two years. I'll just say, I need to save as much money as possible and just hammer that. So you're not that spiritual type of guy that says, if I put 10,000 out to the world as a target, it's going to reward me and and I'll I'll achieve it? Oh, look, I don't believe in that, you know, manifesting crap and and whatnot. Uh, Sorry to offend a few of you, but um, 
my comments on manifesting can be found in the career book. But like I, and it probably the root cause of all this thing might for me sit on an anxiety bedrock. So for me, I get really bad exam anxiety, like any type of tests, like it's wild. So anxious, like crazy. How'd you go with your boat license? Oh, you can't fail that. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a passion as well. So that's like what I think I'm getting at. The reason I don't set goals for me because subconsciously I think that's maybe a test that I'm setting myself and I don't want to fail. Too much pressure on yourself. Yeah. So that's why I'm big on in my life setting directions. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't mind that. Like build wealth. Yeah. I don't mind that. It, that's too vague for me personally. I mm. would say I'll set a goal. I haven't been as intense on the goals as I would have been 15 years ago, but I'll set the goals, but I'll make sure my habits are bang on and I'll make sure that. Yeah, but that's, yeah, that goes into the James Clear thing. It's like, don't wake up wanting to run 40Ks, wake up and decide you're a runner. I'm loosely paraphrasing. Yeah, and I think James sort of contacted me before he wrote that book and said, well, how do Mm. you do it? And it seemed to have worked for me, so. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're such a close friend of James Clear and I'm glad you've offered to get him on the show. Megan said she feels behind. I was a single parent from a young age, 21, and struggled a lot with my mental health in my early mid-20s. And I feel the same thing except I wasn't a, a single parent. I didn't work solidly during these years. I went to uni for the first time at 26 and started to get it together from there. Although it took a few years during and after this to develop any real sort of financial literacy, as a result, I feel like I'm a decade behind where I, quote unquote, should be now at age 35, but I'm also pretty determined to catch up. So yeah, I mean, but how cool is that? Like she's got a child in, you know, the early teens And that's also fun. And I think that plays to your point about comparing your your previous self, right? If she does that, she's fist pumping the world from where she's come from to where she is now. So, and I think she's kind of doing that. She's determined to catch up, but I would just change the transcript and say, I'm not trying to catch up. I'm just determined to continue to move forward. Mm. Do you want to read Terry Ann's one there? Terry Ann says, I feel way behind. I'm 28 and own nothing. Debt with my car, renting and no sign of any changes. I moved out of home at 14, lacked financial skills and dug myself a hole of debt. By 25, I dug myself out of that hole. But since then, I've been literally just treading water, trying not to get behind. Majority of my friends have children and yet even with the financial pressure they add, they still seem miles ahead. I get everyone travels on their own timeline, but I can't help but feel like a failure 90% of the time. Terry Ann, I feel for you and your situation. Um, moving out of for, moving out of home at 14 must have been frightening, terrible, all those things. But I think you've got to give yourself a bit of a free kick. You've got to stop comparing. I'm not trying to solve the world for you right now, but stop comparing to friends. Who knows what the friends are up to? They might have no money in the bank, but they look rich on the outside. Where you've come from and where you are now You've got your health. You've got to think about the things that you have and the, and what I don't think about the things that you have not. Yeah, totally. And I think by us reading all these out loud, you can just see that every single person has circumstances that are so different than every other person. So you actually, and this is the cool thing, John, you actually can't compare 
you to anyone else because the reference point is not the same. When you do financial comparisons, so if we're comparing a superannuation fund, we need to look at the investment option. We need to make sure that we're comparing within that investment option, the exact asset allocation, and then within the investment options, is it active or passive? Like there are a lot of layers to get to, to get to a true reference point, to get the apples with apples. But in terms of humanity, it's impossible because everyone's situation is different. So we actually can't feel that we're behind because there isn't a sliding door version of us that we're looking at that we compare to that is successful, quote unquote. And the other part she mentions about they seem miles ahead, her friends, they mm. might be miles ahead financially, but are they happy? And I think that happiness piece is extremely important. And, and we all go through different versions of this, but, but understanding what makes you happy is the important part. Um, so I know a lot of people that are financially very secure that are also very unhappy. And there's a lot of regret in their life because they maybe was searching for something out there that they thought they wanted, only to find that it wasn't that important in the first place. And they've burned a lot of bridges, uh, which led to unhappiness. Liana, 29, mum of three, just about to finally buy a house, what feels like forever. Having babies puts you behind so much. But I guess I get to be a younger mum and finally get on track financially. And that's it. Like, we need to know as well, I say this every few episodes, society has moved 10 years. So 50 years ago, when you were age 65, you were retired out to pasture, see you later. You left home at 17, 18, but now society has moved. We're living longer, we're healthier. There's people who are still 28, 29 living at home. On the other end of the spectrum, age 65 is not old anymore. It is now the lifestyle years. So 65 to 75, up to 80, you're still very active and living lifestyle. We're working longer, we're living longer, we are healthier. So this is this human psychology thing. And I was thinking this morning in the shower, John, shower thoughts, hashtag. You know how people go, oh, I use credit card for points. I'm just picturing and, you in the shower first, but there you go. Look out. Credit card. I use credit cards for the points and I put money on my offset account and I'm sophisticated and all that. Okay, so number one, do what you want to do. But credit cards, on balance, people spend more and can't pay them off. That's how they make most of their money. As a human, we can't ever think that we are smarter than basic human psychology because we're not. We're just dumb animals. Like we are. Like you look at the smartest people in the world. How come the smartest Professor Einsteins in the world still do dumb things? They make messes in their relationships. They get in debt. They do all this other dumb stuff. But you can't get around or think you're above basic human psychology. You can't. It's got to go with it. You've got to be aware of it. Anyway, yeah, no. I changed the world in the shower yeah, this morning, by the guys. sounds of it. I hope you didn't waste too much water. Liana, 29, average age of male and females, 85, 86, isn't it? So she's about a third done. She's got two thirds to go. So I often look at it that way as well and say, well, okay, this is what my last 29 years have done. What have I got in store for the next 57? 
Yeah, but you can't. You you can only. I reckon you as a reference point. You can't use childhood because you're not really building wealth. Or yeah, but you're growing. You you're doing something. Yeah, maybe, like yeah. it's not. Yeah, not, they're not adult big person things. But they're you're growing and you're you're learning and you're doing all those things. Lauren, feeling on track at thirty three. Well-paying job in a career that I enjoy. No consumer debt. Building my first home on my own. Personal insurance is in place. Paid off hex this year. Super looking healthy. Started investing in emergency funds to cover two to three months expenses. Wow. Well done, Lauren. That is fantastic. At 33, you must be feeling happy. Christy, I'm way behind. I didn't really start working full-time until I was in my 30s. Before that, I was in an abusive relationship And when I broke free from that, I worked casually while studying. Then I had time off work to be a mum and only worked about 12 hours a week for a few years. When I look back at my super at age 30, I had about 2K. Now I'm 43 and I've got 100K. That's awesome. Mm. So I definitely feel the stress of being behind. And that's just an example of there are things that come up in our life, like relationships that are abusive that are out of our control. Totally. Yeah. No, well done, Christy. Um, it's, yeah, not where you've come from. It's where you're going to. So well done. Emma says, ahead in terms of career, but in finances, don't own a house, behind in love, life slash kids. I'm happily single, but I feel the pressure of society and extended family who expect that I should have a partner slash house slash close to having kids by now. Doesn't help when my aunt, both her sons have two kids each, asks me when I'm going to have kids, buy a house, etc. Also feel behind with travel, but I have an eight-week Europe trip booked, so that'll solve that one. Does comfort me a lot to know a lot of other people also feel behind for their age. Yeah, Emma, the the, uh, the devil auntie. I think you've got to, got to chat to her and say, look, can you, can you not talk about that? It puts a lot of unforeseen pressure on me. That's, that's the first thing I'll be doing, going to aunt. Mm. Scott said, I feel ahead, 36 years old, house, both cars fully paid off, house fully renovated, three kids all in school already, been making extra small contributions to super, so I'm slightly ahead there. A bit late with the investing game, but we're well on our way and bought plenty while the market was on sale at the start of COVID. So I think that's, you know, I would probably say, and, you know, me in this boat as well, for me, and it sounds like Scott and Lauren, like the money box is ticked, like it's all good. I don't think we need to go and bust our ass to do better financially. I mean, do what you want, but... I'm at the stage where I'm basically a dinosaur now and money's not an issue and I don't feel like putting the hustle in much anymore. But I'm focusing on other areas of my life, consciously now. Padmaker. Yeah. Padmaker. I feel behind as we migrated to Australia in 2017 at an age of 36, so started a life from scratch, no job for the first nine months, meant no super until I was 37 and all the past savings eroded. Now at 43, we tried to make up a bit and have been fortunate enough to have bought our first house two years back, but now have a big mortgage for the next 30 years, which means in as in its condition... We'll have to work until 70 plus age. When we retire, we'd never be able to gather enough super investments. Hopefully, we'll be able to change this and get ahead of these fears and be at a comfortable position soon enough. But as of now, surely feel we are left behind. When I was reading that, Glenn, imagine if we all jumped on a plane or a boat or whatever 
and made our way overseas to a country less fortunate than ours. And we all spent a week or two weeks there uh, looking around and talking to the locals and everything else and seeing what their life is like, what they're living with and without. And we may come back with a totally different perspective on our own life. What do you think? Yeah. I, I think, you know, I've been to some of the poorest parts in the world and there is nothing like a dose of perspective. And, you know, I, I see these and I haven't been as ranty as while because, you know, I'm probably more chill these days. But like if you're whinging that you can't get ahead because oh, I couldn't get the new latest iPhone and blah, blah, blah. It's like, shut up, latte breath. <laughs> like, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Hey, we'll take a break and then we're going to come back and we're just going to go through my list of tips to quote-unquote catch up. And for those who are just here and feel like they're caught up, you can still do this stuff because it will just allow you to really make sure that you don't do dumb things and get complacent and run out and get, you know, debt and, and do all that stuff. We'll be back right after this. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Rightio, we'll skip the community segment of the week this week because realistically the whole first half hour of this episode has been a community segment. So six tips to catch up. Like, do you want to run through your talking points? You've seen mine, John. Do they dovetail in or? Oh, they sort of do. And I had five that I think are high level and I sort of talked a little bit about them already. But I think the first one in no particular order is, is clarity. Clarity on what you need, what you've got now, and and just getting a clear look at, okay, these are my financials. This is what's coming in, going out. These are my bills and non-discretional, discretional, savings, et cetera. So just having some real clarity and certainty around the physical dollars and cents. Yeah. And that, and you're right. Like my kind of first point was, you know, you've got to get some type of plan ASAP. Mm-hmm. Like- I want you to wake up tomorrow, forget everything that's happened in the past, wake up tomorrow or run back home, run back into your bedroom now, get into bed and get out again like, and just go, we are starting from scratch. How would I build a, an ideal life if I was starting from scratch? And that is that clarity of you know exactly yep. where you're yep. at. Now, we, we probably disagreed on this next one for me, mm. having goals and habits. Uh, setting something out there in front and then writing down what habits we need in our life in order to achieve that goal. Uh, But making that goal, using the SMART goal philosophy, so making it measurable and making it uh, realistic, I suppose, is is the key in that sense. You might not be a goal-driven type of person and you but like give it a go, just write it down and write down the habits. And, And I use a calendar uh, invite to myself to for my habits. So it's just there in my face every day and away we go. 
Ding, ding, ding. Oh, it's a message from myself, John Pigeon. <laughs> 10K run. What? Mm, wild. Yeah, well, and that's funny. Like my other point was, which is the counter opposite to yours, like you've got to get some type of vision happening. Like the ancient proverb, without a vision, the people perish. Like I like that. This is, yeah, ancient wisdom right here. Yeah. You know, you need to have a vision for your life. Yes. Yeah. A lot of the time... I've seen people over the years where they've been useless with money until click, they are in a relationship and we're planning a wedding. Mm. Useless with money, oh, clip, pregnant, crap, got a plan. Click, oh, I want to start a business. Click, I want to travel. It's amazing how much money you'll be able to save if you start having a vision for your life, without a doubt. That's a good word. Third one is... The fish rots at the head. So we've got to cut it off at the neck and say, right, if we've got anything that's counterintuitive to our our finances and us feeling good about this area of our life, then we just need to to cut it off and change it. And and that might be physically cutting up a credit card. It, it might be just even talking to people that are positive instead of negative about money and their life situation. Like nothing worse than jumping into a conversation where three people are whinging about life. Like you've got to cut that off at the neck and surround yourself with positive people. It doesn't matter how much money they've got in the bank. They're just positive people about life and their financial journey and uh, away you go. Do you want me to tell you a secret, John? It's just us two here. The fact that anyone who are listening to this right now are probably more ahead, quote unquote, than the average Australian because they actually are dialed in and have interest in personal finance. True that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So give yourself a pat on the back just for that. Absolutely. So my next point is similar to John's, but you know, for those who are on Team Glenn, it's a bit of a, you've got to, when you wake up and press reset on your life, I need you to make sure that you're, you, you do some type of practical autopsy on past decisions. Now, I'm talking to those that might wake up in a hole or have dug themselves in a hole. Uh, I'm not talking to those who have had a situation happen out of their control. So I'm just saying that out loud. But for example, you know, you've, you've woken up and you're like, ah, all right, I'm pressing restart on my life, which is awesome. You know, I'm going to get a vision. But the facts say you've got 20 grand personal loan. Like we need to go, well, the cause and effect thing here, the effect of having a personal loan debt, well, me wanting to buy, I don't know, a freaking drum kit, a bass guitar and a boat consumables on a personal loan. That was the cause of this effect that I'm now dealing with. So you need to have that Dr. Phil moment, like how's that working for you? Like how is that going? Those past decisions. And maybe that it is a pen and paper and I'll do a shameless plug for our My Money Journal. It's on our website. Just Google My Money Journal. Or no, I don't What's it called? My Millennial Journal or something? (laughs) Who knows? It's a journal that we do. It's gone free as well, isn't it? It's gone Sorry? free as well, isn't it? No, the spending oh, plan is now free. That's very generous yeah. of you, by the way. Yeah, I'll tell you in the after party while we're doing it. But the My Money Journal, the My Millennial Journey Journal, I forget <laughs> what it's called, it will help you press reset and do an autopsy on past decisions. 
Now, there could be some really good past decisions that you did make that played off. Well, keep doing the stuff that's working. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not working equals bad. Get it. Working equals good. Doug needs to get out of the hole. Mm. Yeah. This is probably my most important one, and I've said it earlier today, and I'll say it again. Stop comparing. Comparison is the thief of joy, isn't it? So that's what they say. Yeah. So we've just got to do it, and it's easier said than done. But we've just got to stay in our lane and don't compare to previous generations of family, aunties, uncles, brothers, sisters, friends, anyone on socials. Like, just get that out of our head. We wake up in the morning. If it means write it down on the back of the toilet door, right? Stop comparing. Because it's, it's killing people one day at a time, like not physically, but just mentally it's, it's drowning and it's bringing people down like no other. Like it's just, we didn't have it as bad when uh, back in the old days when there was no socials, right? We just didn't have as much to compare to. So we just went about our business. So we've really got to make a change here. If we're drowning or we feel mentally we're drowning, we've got to stop that comparison. Absolutely. My next point is you may have to take some risks. If you are a little bit, like if you're 21 and you're like, oh, I feel behind and all that, I'm like, oh, okay, well, chill out. You've been an adult for 10 minutes. And I'm not saying that with disrespect. I'm just mm. being, you know, hilarious. But you may have to go, you know what? I'm 30 now. I've made some dumb decisions. I'm not doing them again. I've got a clear vision for my life. I'm now debt free. I've got a plan. I'm getting things rolling. It might involve taking a risk. And I would say the best way to catch up financially, if you are feeling behind, it's not saving more. It's not investing more. It's probably going to be earning more. And that is taking a risk, doubling down on your career, because it's going to be easier to earn an extra 10 grand a year, particularly if you're in your 30s, you've got some life experience and all that stuff, then save 10,000 a year with your current uh, situation. And shameless plug again, and the only reason we do all this crap is for resources. You've got to get the book, sort your career out and make more money because there's a whole chapter on risk there. Yes, I gave it to my brother-in-law on the weekend. Oh, you Mm. did? Yeah, awesome. I gave six copies to my dentist or my hygienist. because he was like in the chair like, anyway, you know, they talk at you and he's basically saying like, yeah, I talk to a lot of people about their careers and young people not know what they want to do. I'm like, oh, I've got books in the car. I'll I'll give you six and you can give them out to people. Um, So if you get a a career book from Lake's Family Dental. (laughs) (laughs) It should be free. He shouldn't be charging you for it. (laughs) No, that's right. He feels charging you. Well, hey. Yeah. But yeah, so I think you need to take some risks. Mm. Absolutely. And and part and the reason I suggest the career book, because I, I've got a diagram in there that is uh, a risk spectrum and it will just tell you the types of risks. And depending on where you're at with your own tolerance for risk, you know, there's a different risk at the very bottom of asking your manager to meet about pay or working conditions to quitting and starting your own business commission only that risk. So there is a whole risk spectrum and I don't want you to take those big risks if maybe you're older and you don't have the financial backing to recover. 
or if you're not comfortable with risks at all, we need to get that risk muscle moving. Yeah. I know this is your point, but is it, a, is it fair to say that it just needs to be a risk for you, the individual? Yeah, it's a relative risk. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any final points, John? My final one would be uh, just know your values and and know who you are and what you stand for and and be true to yourself. And that may in some cases, especially on this whole money financial wealth journey, it may mean dropping your ego. It may mean foregoing something. It might mean that you don't look as flash because you didn't buy those shoes or whatever, that car that, that I could have taken on that loan, but I chose not to because uh, I was true to myself and I know what I wanted out of um, out of my financial future. So it's just knowing what your values are. Again, pen and paper, you might jot them down. What's true to you? What what do you want out of it? What are your priorities? And uh, and be really true to yourself would be the final point for me. Yeah, yeah, totally. My last point here, everyone. Here we go. Three, two, one. Stop doing what most people do. Which is? Don't follow the herd. The, uh, the Joneses. Don't stuff the bloody Joneses. You do you. Stop doing what the, most people do. Most people do dumb stuff. Don't be most people. Simple as that. Yep. Doesn't need more explanation than that. Oh. Nope. Um, and, and you feel good about yourself when you see those people do dumb things, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm one of them. Well, we might leave it there, but let's just, we'll just do a bit of a recap. If you're listening to this, you're probably more ahead, quote unquote. Then again, it's really hard to get an identical twin of you to compare because when you compare, you have to have a reference point. The only reference point you may have is your age with someone else. But you can't hang your hat on that because of all the other crap that goes on in people's lives. If you really wanted to do that, you'd you'd say, right, sit down with a a friend or someone, a colleague, say, right, what were you worth when you were 18? How many gifts did you get given? Like, did you get a house deposit? Were you a parental guarantor for something? Did you get a car given to you? And then work that journey if you really want to be anal about it. <laughs> I've used the, a lot of people have heard this before, but when I was 27 with braces, you know, being a financial advisor in the city, had a 65-year-old lady, she was from the you know, eastern suburbs, really wealthy and doing some work with her portfolio. And because I was so much younger, she put the whole thing, why should I listen to you? <laughs> I've, I may have more money than you. And I, I thought really, you know, I was like, well, you've had a few years on me with respect, but I can tell you compared to all my friends and everyone I know who is my age, I'm probably worth about 10 to 15 times more than they are. Mm. And so that shut up. up. and love. <laughs> yeah. So sit down, shut up and give me some money because I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> and all my friends aren't working. Uh, yeah, that's right. So yeah, get a plan, get a vision, start with your career. I might have missed this point, but it's taken as read. If you're in debt, you've got to get out of debt and stay out of debt, like at any age. Do an autopsy on past decisions, take some risks, please, and stop doing what most people do. Okay, bye. 
We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders past, present and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports a variety of charities, and we encourage you to consider giving as part of your overall financial strategy. If you would like some giving options, or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to mymillennial.money forward slash charities for more info. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. All right, after party, for those new to the podcast, sometimes John and I hang around after we've stopped and just catch up and chat. So, yeah, so the spending plan is now free. The investing course is now free. And I didn't, it's actually been free for oh, maybe two months now. Yeah, I just didn't advertise it because I just, for those who bought it, if you bought it on the, Monday, and then on the Tuesday you woke up and saw that it was free. That's a bit annoying. <laughs> so I thought, let's just make it free for the next couple of months. And then when we announce it, no one would have just bought it yesterday. There would have been a, a fair chunk of time that had passed. So just to take the sting off. But for those who have bought that over the years, a couple of things. Number one, thank you for investing in your own financial education. Number two, thank you for uh, supporting jobs. Um, so that course and all our online courses, you know, they generate a lot of money. I'll be transparent. I think oh, off the top of my head, maybe over a hundred grand a year. The um, online yeah, course. Uh, that's good. In the, yeah, maybe 80 to, I forget the exact, but it was real money, yeah. right? So that legitimately paid for salaries. Yep to help bring all this crap to you. So I'm at the stage now with my business where in terms of business revenue pillars, it's not heap significant to me. So it is a lot of money, yes, but we look at all the other stuff that we do. It's not hugely significant. And I've taken the view that my life and the show now will go on without that revenue. And philosophically, I've always believed that the more people you help, the better that you will do. Yeah. Yeah. You'll increase your database tenfold. Yeah. But it's just, but yeah, it's just a bit of a, a different strategy. And then someone in the Facebook group the other week, Basically, it was like, oh, it's free now. And then the cat was well and truly yes. out of the bag. For the last few weeks, I've been hinting on the podcast that, oh, you'll be surprised at how uh, inexpensive it is or something yep. like that. <laughs> no, so, it's good. I'll be able to plug it at my workshops I do now. Yeah, and that's it. Like anyone who, you know, anyone who runs a business or are a team leader, send them the link, the Glenn Jane Spending Plan. It is now free, all the videos, the spreadsheet. Everything, get in there. Yeah, so that's kind of why. you send me the link? John, I can. (laughs) I so can. So what else have you been up to? 
Uh, well, I went camping. That was. Oh, you went up to yeah, Barrington Tops. Spot on. You've got to go there. It's great, isn't it? Mm. It's got a special place in my heart, Is that. It? Yeah, it's good. It's yes. quite mild as well. I uh, went to Yadda. What's that? Adelaide. Did a uh, workshop there. Um, got up with a few friends. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, yeah, just, you know, just daily grind. Yeah. What about you? Very good. Well, I'm about to go to Bali. Ah, really? I thought you were done with so that spot. So at the spot. time of... Re- Sorry? You were done with that spot. I haven't been for a long uh, time. Okay, I might have been speaking to someone else about it. I reckon I'm done with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I've been since 2015. Okay, you'd notice some change. Yeah, you won't get as much got, back in your pocket either. <laughs> speaking of change, yeah. I um I can't even be bothered going. <laughs> Why are you going? I tried to cancel. So it's my sister's birthday, okay. she turned 40. She's taking the kids over. I'm surprising the kids. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll go. They're going for a week. I've booked for two weeks. And then I'm like, I can't even be bothered going. When are you going? So I leave on the 23rd of June. Oh, that's when you... So at the time of recording, it's next Thursday. Sorry, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I, like I tried, I tried to cancel it, but the hotel was prepay, 100% no refund. Right. So I'm yeah. sucked in. And then I tried to f- shorten the trip from two weeks to just the oh, week yeah. or 10 days. No good. And there's no seats on the way back. Yeah. So I'm, I'm stranded. Oh, you'll have some fun. You, the, the kids will appreciate it. And uh, no doubt your sister will. Yeah. No, I'm surprising the kids so they don't know I'm going. That's good. And then um, I'm – what else am I doing? I'm doing that TAFE course I think we spoke about. In August, yep. and then in October, I'm emceeing the FinCon conference. Oh, hey. Where's yeah. that? In Orlando. Wow. That's cool. So, yeah, they asked me to be one of the MCs on the main stage. Wow. Whoop, whoop. That's uh, flights and a com sorted. Well, there is a financial remuneration component. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah, so I'm going to New York first for a week with Sim from Girls That yep. Invest in New Zealand and then we're flying down to FinCon and then Nick Bradley's, I'm flying him to FinCon as oh, well. Nice. You haven't met him but he does the Investor Podcast. Yeah. Yep. Where is he live? Tassie. No, no, that's Matt oh, Hawkins. That's Matt. He's the advisor who's doing retire. No, Nick lives in the Midwest in Ohio. Ah, right. Yeah, so he does our Investor Podcast. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, someone was saying about the old. Uh, the someone was having a whinge about the. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like so. If you don't like, you know, if you don't like the podcasts, that's why we've got a variety of different styles. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, um, they there was no mention of the old property and career, was there? In that thread, yeah. no, because I think they're like two people. Mm. Actually, I'm going to Melbourne um, on the weekend. I'm catching up with Emily. Oh, yeah. I think we're having dinner on Monday yeah, night. Nice. She's been really busy. Yes, and sick. I'm, I'm actually. I'll say to her if she needs a couple of weeks off the podcast. Like, what are you gonna jump on? Or do you want to talk? You sorry, jump on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to bloody do it. But I, I don't know. Just like because if she's that flat out, 
I'll tell her, like, there's no stress if you need a few weeks off. Nah, well, I've been... John can just get a co-host Yeah, well, I've been doing some solos, any case. Um, yeah. And uh, we're recording next Wednesday. Yeah, uh, and as I said, I'll I'll um I'll chat with her just to get a yeah. a bit of a vibe check. Yeah, get that, sort that. Um, yeah, no, it's good. Well, good chat. I'm gonna go caught up on everything. I've got to I've got to install a um, you know the coupling on the trailers that go on the tow ball, you know the trigger oh, pin yes. that that snapped, snapped on oh, mine. So I've just ordered a new one. They're so flimsy, but it's. Yeah, and it's riveted, so I've got to drill out the rivet and put the new one in and get a hammer and then just bash it. Like, Yeah, bad design. Though. It's, yeah. Um, but no, been getting out, seeing the whales and the dolphins off Newcastle. It's been a bit, hasn't it, this week? I saw yesterday. Uh, it's before. so crazy. Yeah. yeah, we should. There's just nothing else. Like, it's so amazing. Yeah, it's unreal, especially in these sort of days when it's. Well, there's just no yeah, wind. it's clear yeah. and the sun and good part of the world. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm. All right. All right. Well, so we are not – we're not recording next week. Oh, no, we are because we'll record next week, then the day after I go to Bali. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, but that so I'm there for two weeks. I'll, I'll take my gear because I might do a couple of solo episodes yeah. over yeah. there because I'm going to be bored out of my brain. I'm actually using it to like the first week, sure, hang out with family yeah. and do all that yeah. stuff. But I actually don't care for any of the touristy stuff because uh, I've seen it all. Yeah. So I'm probably just going to hang around the resort and Seminyak for like, I don't know, two weeks and use it to um, do content, plan content and just maybe record content if the room's not too echoey. Yeah. Why not? But I'm, I might decide, can't be bothered as well. So. Well, that's the beauty of your life. You can choose what you want to do with it. Exactly. Mm. Oh, I just got a, a LinkedIn message while we've been talking yeah. from Louise. Hello, Glennie James. Just wanted to reach out and thank you for all the great work you do. Mm. Tuesday's episode about quitting after a long employment really helped me resign yesterday after nine plus years wow. and now I'm feeling very relieved. So keep up the amazing work and thanks again, what Louise. What was that about? Remember that guy, we played the audio and he was the um, cabinet maker oh, and he felt blind, yes. lo- like there was that blind yeah, yeah. loyalty. Yeah. Um, oh, that's good. Totally, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing um, the impact. Yeah, it's wild, isn't it? it totally is. Mm. All right. Good. Later, right Johnson. Good chat. Bye. Bye.